Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here from the MBA podcast, and I'm here with Ash Playstead as always. How are you doing, Ash? G'day, James. G'day, everyone. Yep. Looking forward to today's episode. Let's dive in to attracting million-dollar-plus deals. And let's talk about million-dollar-plus deals, because if you think about it, they're mostly the same amount of work, but more money, sometimes two, three, four times as much money. So why not go after the million dollar deals instead of the 300 or $500,000 deals? Every mortgage professional listening to this would obviously want that, Ash, but it's not that easy, is it? No, it's a, it's a really, really good point, James. And I think the place I would like to start with diving into this is around the belief, I think, that a lot of mortgage brokers, particularly earlier stage mortgage brokers, have got around the belief, I think they hold, that the bigger the deal, the harder the customer is to win. Um, or as you might want to say, million dollar plus deals are actually easier. That, that's my long held learning from dealing with a lot of customers is that the bigger the deal, often the easier it is to win, which is counterintuitive to the belief of most brokers. So I think the first mental flip that we need to sort of address is that those bigger clients that are borrowing bigger money, which quite often is related to higher incomes, a lot of those clients are very busy and time poor and will actually actually turn out to be a lot easier to win as long as you approach them correctly and you haven't got this, oh, you know, I've got to be different with this customer because it's a bigger loan. So... You know, that's, that's, the, that's the place I would start with diving into this. Okay, let's do that. Well, um, how do brokers do this? I mean, we're talking about getting to million-dollar deals, and I think the problem is the positioning and, and the branding, right? Like, I think, you know, the difference really between a, a $200,000 client, a $500,000 client, and a million or $2 million client is really the connection as in there's no difference i mean people are people just means someone has a different position that pays more money or maybe they're a business owner and at the end of the day people are still people so getting to these bigger deals is about positioning branding and personal connections and relationships with higher net worth people and i want to talk about that because i think a lot of mortgage brokers are positioned the wrong way, just like everybody else. And that's the biggest issue to start with. Yeah, no question about that. Um, that we all sort of work this out at some point on the journey that the more you try to appeal to everybody, the less you appeal to specific niches, if you want to use that word. So I think what happens is that a lot of these bigger borrowers, and let's just pick an avatar, it could be an example here, like, um, you know, white-collar professional. It could be an architect, a lawyer, a surgeon, 
uh, you know, some or, or an entrepreneur that might be earning a lot more money, therefore they're borrowing a lot more money. Those clients very rarely respond to generic branding. They generally respond to very specific positioning that the broker is positioned as a uh, authority figure in that niche. And I think that's, um, I guess that's where you're pointing with your comments there, James, and I can only agree with you that the bigger clients generally get attracted to the brokers that they see as being higher and higher up the, uh, what's the word I would use there, not influencer, but thought leader almost, that there's some prestige with doing business with. No, I don't think any of those big earning clients generally uh, are out pressing buttons on Google or somewhere else and, you know, inquiring with generic brokers who've got a website that says I can do everything, right? No, not at all. So it's, I guess the first thing is about if we need to get in front or we want to get in front of million dollar deals, we have to attract them. So knowing what we know about business and marketing and, and customers, we need to understand that million dollar client first, right? We have to know who they are, where they're going, how do we attract them? Uh, how do we put something in front of them that makes them want to use us? So there's the understanding of the client, but then probably more importantly is the understanding of the referral partner who can send you the million dollar clients. You know, it's the whole network is your net worth statement. We've all heard thousands of times over the years. Um, so for me, it's about understanding those referral partners and who has access to those clients and how can I then show up in front of them as the go-to expert for these type of deals. So to me, it's a lot about confidence and, you, uh, and I guess mindset, and maybe you can speak to the confidence and mindset angle. Then we can dive into the understanding of the, the types of clients and referral partners. Yeah, they're absolutely, James. You're 100% right. Um, I think when we start out broking, it's very much casting a net into the ocean and seeing what we dredge up into the boat, right? That's how we start. But I think over time, the key is, is to be, you know, a bit more fishing with a spear gun more than a, a big net, right? And that's how you generally catch those big fish, to use a metaphor. Um, that's the only way. And the smartest way to do that is, yeah, twofold. You're right. It's one is to know who they are and where they are and what the connection, because they generally respond to inter, you know, intermediary introductions, those clients. Um, but on the mindset side, yeah, 100%, there's, it's absolutely true that you attract to yourself what you believe about yourself. There's no question. I think, you know, mindset's a very popular topic these days, and there's a lot of uh, really useful learnings to be taken about understanding that those high net worth clients are drawn to brokers have, who have a high net worth mindset. Now, that's not about saying, you know, I've got a lot of money, look at me. It's about a level of conviction in yourself that is unsurpassed. That's what I have noticed amongst all successful brokers that attract and close and settle these big, big, big clients is they have a level of conviction in themselves that's almost phlegmatic. It's almost almost at a I don't care level. They're so, the level of conviction in their ability 
and their positioning in the market is so strong that when they come across those high net worth clients, the high net worth clients are drawn to those uh, brokers who are so so strong in their mind about their services that it just it's the energy that they put out, it's what they attract. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, and it takes a bit of time to build that mindset. It's not something that you can fake, although you might start out faking it. It's really something that comes from understanding who your client is, understanding how they think, understanding how to manage a conversation so that you get to the outcome very quickly because these people are all really busy. They're not looking for a lot of information. They're just looking for, if you know what the hell you're doing and I believe you, let's go. That's generally what I've learned, James, whereas I think a lot of earlier stage home buyers or smaller loans tend to be caught up in the weeds with all the details. What's the rate? What's this? What's that? What's everything? Whereas those bigger clients are like, here's the outcome I need. Can you do it? Yes, you can. Right. Where do I sign? Um, and that's, some, that. yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that comes back to the understanding the million dollar client. It's, it's perfect. It's people, when, when you're borrowing more, more dollars, typically you're borrowing more dollars because you're perhaps more successful and earn more money, which means you're likely to have less time. So you want solutions uh, and saving of time more than saving of money. So the old um, default for a lot of mortgage professionals, which is um, all about going to the market saying, save money, better rates, better deals. The higher net worth million dollar plus clients are not necessarily, and this, this is not 100% you know, it's not a black and white because of course everybody wants the best deal, but it's not the number one priority. You know, the higher you go up the food chain, the more the priority is about the confidence, the solution, uh, perhaps the advice around it. And most importantly, the time it takes for that solution to be provided. So let's talk a little bit about what brokers should do to crack into these types of situations because it can take time too. And I've got a story I can share in a, in a minute about that. Yeah, definitely, James. And yeah, I, um, this is where we need to go. And I think this is what everybody's interested in is, you know, the two ways, I guess, that you can uh, find or, or end up with these clients is one, of course, is the accidental method, which is the cross your fingers and hope method, which is, you know, if they come into your... Um, you know, into your business through whatever means, you just have to have a process that gives you the best chance of closing the deal with them. That's that's over there. But over here, it's like, I think it would it is much better and it would be much better to have a process to actually go and find them rather than hope that one picks up the phone and calls you for some reason. So, yeah, and that, that all comes down to um, understanding where these clients are and then having a process to connect with them and bring them on board into a conversation. Exactly. Let's go through some examples. Um, we, can, we can do simple things like uh, operate in an expensive suburb. I mean, for example, in Australia, we know Ash in certain cities like Sydney and Melbourne, if you open your doors in a certain location, your average loan size is likely to be two or three times what it would be if you open your doors in another suburb. So a simple yeah. decision that is often overlooked. 
Yes, I've often said uh, to, to friends of mine in the industry that if I had been operating from Sydney as opposed to a regional Victorian town, uh, with the average loan size comparison, I would have made three times as much money with the same amount of work. So yes, that is something that does have a definite impact is the area that you're located. Um, but yeah, once, once you've made that decision, of course, it's right. Um, how do I attract these clients? Where are they? You know, and that's, that's where the magic is, right? That's it. And I'd be, I'd be going straight to making a list. I'd be thinking, well, I'm starting, I'm thinking with the end in mind. So I want people who are buying million dollar plus properties and needing million dollar plus mortgages. So I would start with a list of, in my mind, let's, I'd be thinking about certain professions that are higher income earners that are more likely to be buying higher uh, value properties. It's as simple as that. It's like, well, who earns the sort of money where they can afford these types of properties? And then you look at those niche markets or professions and then position yourself as an expert in them. See, brokers get this wrong. They, they think that million dollar mortgages is, is, is a thing as a niche. It's not a niche to do million dollar plus or larger loan sizes. It is a niche to work with the types of people that require those things. And typically two types of people, it's going to be higher income earners and then it's going to be business owners. So we're looking for higher earning professionals and we're looking for mostly small to medium size successful business owners. And there's really only a couple of ways to get at those, Ash. Um, if we think about it, where are successful business owners who are earning enough money in their business to buy million, $2 million properties? You know, where are they typically going? Yeah, it's a really, really powerful distinction you made there, James, that I just want to reference quickly, and that is you don't write million-dollar loans by saying you specialise in million-dollar loans. That's not a niche. The niche is the people. Um, my experience certainly has been that the best way to get to these clients, yes, you can build a, a digital sales funnel that maybe over time you can build a brand for doctors. I mean, that's, that's the holy grail, right? And that may meet with some success um, for some people. But broadly speaking, the, the, the best intermediaries between high net worth clients and you are the people who they trust with their financials, i.e. accountants, i.e. Um, financial advisors, financial planners, um, wealth managers. That's the intermediaries which you can get to these clients as a provider. That's a much, much more effective way than, for example, uh, trying to go to doctor surgeries or trying to go to a Facebook group where lawyers hang out. I mean, I don't think these people are spending a lot of time hanging around in social media groups. They might, they might be, but I think a far more effective way is to position yourself with the intermediary who's already got the relationship with those people and then build a relationship with them who will introduce the clients. Exactly. And that's where I think a lot of brokers fall down is, well, I know that I need to probably go to accountants and financial advisors and hook up with them. So, but how do I knock on those doors effectively? I think that's where a lot of brokers, mortgage professionals come unstuck is 
They either don't knock, they don't know how to knock, they don't know what to say when the door opens um, in order to make sure the door doesn't get slammed shut in their face, which I think has probably happened to a lot of people. So let's talk quickly about um, maybe getting a foot in the door or you know, what to do, because for me, it's all about showing up differently. And the moment you show up differently, the doors open. If, if you show up looking like everybody else, these accountants have 10 people, 10 mortgage brokers knocking on their door every day. Of course, please send me deals. I'm the best. So you can't come show up looking like everybody else. It's for me, the easiest and fastest way to show up differently is to change the positioning by changing the specialty. So instead of showing up like a mortgage broker, hoping for these big million dollar deals, you show up as a specialist mortgage professional who helps, for example, um, you know, doctors, as that was one of our examples, uh, get where they're looking to go in terms of their lending, in terms of their property and, and in terms of wealth in general. Um, just by changing that, just by having that focused conversation, if you happen to knock on the door of an accountant that specializes in working with medical professionals and you show up saying, I'm the mortgage broker who specializes in helping medical professionals, then that messaging is laser targeted and on point to that particular business or accountant. Now, it's not going to, it's not going to work every single time, but it's going to give yourself a chance of basically zero or 1%, probably up into the eighties or nineties. Just that. No, like totally that. James. Oh, totally. Look, and you know, the, the philosophy that you and I both have, and particularly with, um, you know, uh, these episodes that we're putting together, right, is to sort of pull the lid back on what we know works, not what a theory that might work. So, you know, I, I can only add to what you're saying, but I know that that works. The, you know, the key takeaway here for anybody listening to this is how you position yourself with the intermediary is how you win those big clients. Yes, you can do the big double headers. You know, if somebody's buying a house and you've also got an investment property, you know, you can get two or three loans built into one. That's the other way to write million dollar borrowings is a client that's got multiple properties with multiple loans. That's a whole different thing altogether. But, but to get to the actual avatar of borrowers, from a particular profession or from a sporting industry, for example, you know, high earning football players, for example, buy expensive properties. You, you can't get to them directly unless you have a specific relationship that, you know, that you've got access to yourself that no one else has. Yep. But for everyone else, you've got to build relationships by positioning yourself. I provide loans for AFL footballers um, who are too busy to do it themselves. You know, so you, you position yourself with the player's agent to get those loans. That's how you do it. It's the same with accountants. So that's my key takeaway, James, um, is work on exactly what you said, differentiating yourself by positioning yourself as a specialist. The tighter, the tighter, the tighter you can possibly be about who you help and why you focus on that and, and how you go about servicing those clients. That's, as you said, there's, it's not a guarantee, but my experience certainly has been it maximises the likelihood of you being the winner in getting that business. 
hundred percent. And um, I love what you said there, of course, around, you know, going into that specialty and then go hang out, go where the money is. Uh, if you want to catch fish, you're not going to do that, um, you know, over a pool of grass, you know, <laughs> a field of grass, I should say. <laughs> yeah, if you want to catch a fish, you're going to go where the fish are. I mean, it's basic, right? Um, if you want to catch doctors, you're going to go to hang out at doctor conferences. If you want to catch higher performing business owners, you're going to those functions, networking events. You're hanging out where they are. You're mixing with the other people they know. Um, and one, one final takeaway for me is this takes time. Um, when I was years ago, when I was working in a bank and um, I was a banking analyst at the time, relationship analyst, and my manager, salesperson, who was uh, leading up the group team I was in, um, I remember at the time, his name was Michael, and um, he was really he was a cool guy. And he was working away on um, landing some, some newer, bigger clients. We were in a business banking division and... Um, I remember I was working there for a couple of years and there was a point towards the end of the, the time I was working there where he came to the table and went, I think I've got an opportunity for a $50 million business loan that this particular client wanted. I don't remember the specifics of it um, exactly, but, and 50 million in the context of where we were was a big deal. I think, you know, most were like five, 10, $20 million deals. Maybe there was one at a hundred. So he's potentially bringing in a huge fish. And he actually ended up pulling it off. And this became one of the largest, if not the largest client with over a hundred million in, in lending in, in our division. And one thing I remember that sort of stuck with me at the time was that he had said that he had actually been working on building a relationship with this particular accountant for, I believe it was the good part of over a year. It may have even be closer to two years of, you know, he, he had obviously met this person at some point, one to two years of touching base, showing up, maybe the occasional email or phone call, chipping away and working at it to the point where he earned himself the opportunity to bid on a deal. And so that's what it takes in a lot of these circles as well, is that trust and confidence. You can't come in all guns blazing going, I'm the best, work with me. That'll get you the door open with the specialty angle, showing up differently with confidence and certainty. It's the time that's gonna give you those opportunities. It's the, um, you know, it's the schmoozing, it's the going out for drinks, it's the networking, um, which is, I think, what, and playing the long game on these opportunities is where these so-called overnight successes tend to happen, Ash. You know, the overnight success that mm. happen to have been building relationships for 10 years and well, they're an overnight success. Yeah. Oh, of course. Look, if it was dead easy, everyone would be doing it. And that's what we're sort of here, guys. Anyone listening to this, it's about, you know, how can I shorten or, you know, I guess accelerate my understanding of how to get to these clients. And maybe you're already getting some of them, but I guess what we're saying is it isn't a case of just casting a net, finding them, and all of a sudden you've got them. You need to dedicate yourself to a process, understand what the process is, and then stay the course. Because all of these clients, with the odd exception to the side, but the bulk of these clients will be referred to you by a trusted intermediary 
And generally, those trusted intermediaries, it's not H&R block accountants, right? They're not dealing with high-volume tax returns. These are generally advisors who themselves have had to work their backside off to win those clients in the first place. So they're not going to refer them to you at the first time you reach out, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. It's going to be based on you building a relationship of trust and positioning and almost exclusivity. And then the day will come when you'll get your opportunity. And of course, then it's over to you to deliver. But um, that's my sort of final takeaway there, James, is identify where chasing after these clients fits into your bigger picture strategy and plan. And then make sure you determine that you've got the time and, you know, attention to focus on big game hunting. Because there's an old proverb, it's, you know, it's uh, Moby Dick. James, just you know, you've got to be careful about chasing big whales because if you catch one and you're not ready, you might end up on the bottom of the ocean. You, you've got to strategically chase this business with a strategy and a process and positioning that makes sense. 100%. Couldn't agree more. And I think this has been a super valuable conversation. And uh, for, for brokers and loan officers and professionals out there, it's showing up differently. Uh, becoming an expert and uh, doing it in a strategic way. It's all well and good to say, I'd love million dollar loans, but unless you're prepared to really think about it and do it strategically and then over time consistently and um, even paying to play, you might think, well, maybe I have to pay to go to hang out at a fancy networking dinner or a charity event, or maybe I sponsor the same football club that this accountant sponsors. There are lots of ninja ways that you can use to open up these doors. And um, it's up to people to think differently and act strategically and put themselves in the right environments to scoop these deals up because, you know, business is different at this end of town. So I hope this has been valuable conversation to everybody. And um, yeah, what was the thing about the whales again, Ash? If you're not prepared, then you're gonna sink to the bottom. Yeah, find out what fish you want to catch and go where they hang out. Um, simple as that. Um, and then build a strategy around that. Good stuff. Sounds good, Ash. See you next time. Bye, James. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Ash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.